Good morning and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Wednesday the 25th of October and my name is John T. Warris. Now, stock markets rebounded from their longest slide so far this year yesterday, supported by a raft of largely positive corporate earnings. On today's show, I'll be talking about this and more market news with my colleague Lucia Czuczulovic. And with policymakers at the European Central Bank having previously signalled that they'll leave rates on hold at their next meeting after 10 back-to-back increases, I'll be talking to Dario Messi for his take on what we can expect from the ECB's interest rate decision due tomorrow. But before that, let's kick things off with a roundup of the latest market news. Good morning, Lucia. Good morning, Janti. Right. Well, let's start with US equities, shall we, which stopped a five-day slide yesterday and ended nicely in positive territory. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So US equities were supported by a fresh batch of earnings reports that showed solid results and upbeat forecasts. This boosted investors' risk appetite and sparked a broad rally, which sent all three major US stock indices higher. Interestingly, it was mainly the mega caps that lifted U.S. equities. You know, they are known for their interest rate sensitivity, and they were supported by Treasury yields holding steady, with the 10-year yield comfortably below its recent 5% spike. And the move in Treasuries also led to a rebound in global bond markets, as there was growing speculation that the recent sell-off was excessive. Now, you mentioned the earnings season there. We know that nearly a third of the companies in the S&P 500 are expected to post results this week. Are there any particular company reports that you would like to highlight? Yeah, so yesterday I'd say the focus was on Microsoft and Alphabet, which showed contrasting results. So starting with Microsoft, it posted its strongest revenue growth in six quarters as it was able to profit from the recovering cloud computing growth amid the demand for new artificial intelligence products. However, Alphabet's cloud business fell short of analyst expectations, raising concerns about the company's position in the cloud market, which many see as critical to future growth. So not surprisingly, Microsoft shares jumped while Alphabet's fell. And then I'd also like to mention Barclays, the banking giant's trading division, missed estimates, and the bank lowered its future guidance. It also announced that it was planning to cut costs. And this not only sent its shares lower, but also dragged down other UK banks. OK, now staying in Europe for a moment. The ECB is meeting tomorrow to decide on its next monetary policy move. And we saw some business activity data published yesterday, which could perhaps influence tomorrow's decision. What can you tell us about the data? So the data disappointed preliminary purchasing managers index data for October showed an unexpected dip, which increased the fears of a recession. More specifically, the composite purchasing managers index fell to 46.5 in October, down from 47.2 in September. And, you know, a reading below 50 indicates an economic contraction. So October's figure was the lowest since November 2020. And ignoring the COVID-19 period, it was actually the lowest reading since March 2013. Anyhow, the market tracked off the news and European stocks actually closed higher yesterday. Okay, now moving on to Asia, I see equities are up in the region and there are quite a few reports to digest this morning. Let's start with Japan, which saw not only its biggest IPO since 2018, but also plans to extend some government support. 
Yeah, so in Japan, shares of Kokusai Electric, which is a semiconductor equipment company, surged on their debut on the Tokyo Stock Exchange today. Shares were trading around 30% higher than the IPO price. And when it comes to government support, Japan is reportedly considering spending around 33 billion US dollars for payouts to low-income households and an income tax cut. Both measures should cushion the blow to households from rising living costs. Okay, and speaking of government support, Lucia, China is also stepping up its efforts, right? Yes, so China has approved a 1 trillion yuan sovereign bond issue and passed a bill allowing local governments to front load some of their 2024 bond quotas. Both moves are aimed at supporting the economy, with the funds from the new sovereign bond intended to help rebuild the country's disaster-stricken areas and improve urban infrastructure to prevent flooding. So they should boost China's ability to withstand natural disasters. All right. Now, I know there is a lot more news that we could cover this morning, such as Bitcoin soaring and workers at uh, US automakers extending their strikes. But before you leave us, Lucia, maybe you could briefly tell us what investors can expect for the day ahead. Sure. So first of all, futures for both Europe and the US are trading very mixed. So it will be interesting to see if stocks can hold on to their gains from yesterday. In terms of economic data, we will get the German IFO business climate and the U.S. new home sales figures later today. And in terms of central bank policy, we'll get a rate decision from the Canada Central Bank today. Other highlights will, of course, come from the earnings reports. Great. Thank you very much, Lucia, for the comprehensive roundup this morning. Thanks for having me, John T. Now, Dario, first of all, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, Chanti. So today we'll be discussing the ECB. But before I get to that, let's touch upon treasuries briefly. At the beginning of the week, the 10-year US Treasury topped the 5% mark. And now we're already back down to almost 4.8%. Uh, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, you're right. Indeed, uh, quite volatile again. Big intraday moves that we are seeing. In general, October is again quite a dynamic month so far for bonds. Um, and once again, I think uh, it's also, among other things, about uh, this strong U.S. economy, which really keeps this upward pressure on yields. And on top, also some technical aspects uh, leading to these big swings. Now, having said this, we, we are at yield levels that are consistent with the, with the nominal long-term growth outlook. Um, so from our perspective, good levels to, to lock some of them in. Okay, now moving on to the topic at hand, tomorrow we have the ECB's Governing Council meeting in Greece. Maybe you could share with us how you think the market is positioned and what we can expect from the meeting. Yeah, looking at the, at the market, a, a hike in key policy rates by the ECB would be uh, quite a surprise, uh, also considering the most recent communication that we got and uh, economic developments in the Eurozone. And um, yeah, we agree here. It's rather time uh, for reflection how much of this uh, accumulated tightening is already impacting aggregate demand and uh, with that also uh, already reducing the inflationary pressure going forward. Um, in our view, economic cooling is in full swing in the Eurozone at least. Uh, we heard uh, Lucia before on the PMIs um, and this also means that we don't see any need for further policy tightening from here. Look at credit growth. Credit growth slowed sharply 
and and should help in the disinflation process. Um, yes, energy prices might lead to some upside risks to headline inflation in the short term, but this should not interfere in the trend of uh, underlying inflation. And I'm sure the governing council of the ECB is likely to to look through any short-term impulses from the from the energy market. Um, but I'm also convinced at the same time that um, the ECB will not feel in the position yet to really call victory given the still elevated current inflation readings. Okay. So what I'm hearing then, Dario, is that we don't expect any changes when it comes to policy rates. But still, there are some rumours circulating regarding a possible tweak in balance sheet policies. What can you tell us there? Yeah, indeed, uh, there is uh, unease of some central banks considering the costs associated with the, with the large balance sheet. So the interest paid by the central bank on the resulting excess reserves uh, held by the banks. Um, this brought exactly forward also the desire to discuss reinvestments uh, of the pandemic-related bond portfolio. Uh, so in other words, to accelerate the, the balance sheet reduction. Um, but still, at this point, we think the ECB still puts more weight on the inherent flexibility gained with an unchanged reinvestment policy. And we therefore do not expect any meaningful change already uh, this week. Okay, so I guess this also means no change to our current fixed income strategy, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, a possible announcement to, to end reinvestments ahead of schedule certainly means uh, is a risk for bond prices. Um, but uh, as explained before, we don't expect already any major announcement this week uh, in this regard. So yes, we, we still like the, the euro investment grade segment at this juncture. Great. Thanks very much, Dario, for sharing your thoughts with us this morning. Thank you for inviting me. And that already brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. Now, if you enjoyed today's show, please do subscribe and leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette and Durko will be back and it will be her turn to talk to more of my colleagues on what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.